right. Well, welcome to this episode of the Texas Tech Edition, the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jackson Moody. What an episode we have today. I'll tell y'all what. Uh, last one was a heavy episode. We got to talk about domestic violence and a coach passing away. That's never fun. And then the sports that we actually got to talk about were two bad basketball performances. That is not the case this time. We have a lot of drama to talk about with the transfer portal, Fardaw's AMAC, and a huge, huge response from Texas Tech basketball. I got to say, right off the bat, got to give a ton, ton of credit to these Tech players' mentalities who came under criticism last week, and instead of buckling under the pressure, they responded with a 102 52 win over, yes, a bad Jackson State team, but that's who they played on the day, and they couldn't have played much better against them. So we'll talk about all that, and I will start off by saying, I know I'm coming to you, it's going to be released on a Wednesday, Uh, I apologize for that, last one was released on a Wednesday, that wasn't my fault, I recorded on the right day, but Mike Leach passed away, but we will also have one for you on Friday, because it is signing day tomorrow. It's signing day, the day that you're listening to this. And we'll break all that down later in the week. But right now, it is basketball. And basketball is back. And we'll start with Fardal's AMAC. So first off, I'm going to talk about every Tech fan's favorite basketball reporter, John Goodman. I'm joking. I'm not, that, I'm not that out of touch. I know that y'all don't like John Goodman. But he tweeted this last week on the 14th saying, Breaking, Texas Tech's Fardaz AMAC is expected to transfer. Source told Stadium AMAC transferred this past year from Utah State or Utah Valley. I didn't know Utah had that many schools, sorry. Where he averaged 18.9 points per game, 13.6 rebounds per game. Has yet to play this season while recovering from a broken foot. Hardcast was removed on Monday. Um... He followed that up by saying one key reason AMAC is transferring is because he feels he is being rushed back too quickly by Mark Adams from injury. Source close to AMAC told Stadium. Adams said publicly AMAC would be back playing by January 1st. Source told AMAC had hard cast removed 12 weeks ago on Monday after 12 weeks. The last part was kind of repetitive. You know, he said that in his first one. He said it in his last one. But it. I know a lot of Tech fans out there think John Goodman is uh, just blowing smoke up, y'all. And I, hey, I will say the reason he talks about Tech so much is because he knows that Tech fans will retweet, will comment, he'll get engagement. Okay, all that's fine. Also, on the reporting side of it, in his defense, yes, he is a troll to us on Twitter, but in his defense... He was always close to Chris Beard, and people get skeptical about that. People do. But he said from the beginning, Chris Beard, you know, if Texas comes open, he's going to go. And most Tech fans didn't believe him, and Chris Beard went. He is not a bad reporter. He he does troll a lot on Twitter, and it's annoying. And honestly, yeah, a bit embarrassing for his follower account, but he is not an inaccurate reporter. That stuff was true. And I'll tell you what. There was a lot of smoke that he was entering the portal for two days. It took two days for AMAC 
to come out and deny that. And eventually they said that it was after talks. That's not the truth. Okay. First off, AMAC, yeah, he was probably being rushed back a bit. Because guess what? You are one of the top transfers of the last class at not just a basketball program, a program that went to the Sweet 16 last year, played for the Big 12 title, three years ago, four years, three years ago, three or four, geez, I, I don't know, three or four in 2019. Easy math, but the season's confused me. Three or four years ago, was playing for a national title. A year before that was in an Elite Eight. You are an you are at an elite basketball program. That is what Texas Tech is now. In the most elite basketball conference in the nation. And conference play is starting. Yeah, they're going to rush you back. And and Fardos was teasing it on his Twitter. I Look, I don't know where it came out of. I don't even know if Fardos believed that he was being rushed back too, too soon or anything like that. I, I don't know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But that wasn't the reason he was thinking about leaving. And uh, so before I say this, I'm going to say if you want to stay in the loop, there are paid subscriptions that you can pay for to get more inside information on Texas Tech. Uh, One of the ones I have is RedRaiderSports.com. Very good. Gives me good inside information. I'm not going to try to scoop a priced out thing here. I'm not going to do that. Another one's the Gambling Gauchos Patreon, and you can hear some interesting stuff on that and see that. From what from what I gathered, there are ways that NIL payments work. He is a he is from Canada, so he is foreign, and there's a different way it works. There were rumors that Texas Tech was missing payments. That's not true. Texas Tech was not missing payments. Okay. Texas Tech made the payments to AMAC that he was promised through his NIL, which he earned. And AMAC, because of some things on his side, may not have received the payments, but it was nothing to do with Texas Tech or the boosters. They're still very supportive. They're supporting the team. They're paying. It was none of that. None of that, okay? So, a couple days later, he he says rumors aren't true. He's staying at Tech. And I'll tell you what, I'm glad he's staying, but I'm not glad he's staying because I think that he's going to change the way this team looks. I think the way that this team looks, if you want to see them improve, it's going to be using a different offense. It's that we saw on Saturday, and I'll get into that when I talk about the game. And it's going to be players just maturing, the freshmen maturing, and players learning how to play together. When AMAC comes back, he's not going to start over Daniel Boccio at the five. I'm sorry. And Kevin O'Banner is going to stay at the four. Now, if AMAC does come back, and I'm saying if because he is a big man with a foot injury, and we know that ain't always easy to come back from as a big man. If he does come back, he will provide depth minutes for us off the bench. And Boccio will be better for it. But I don't see AMAC starting for this team. And I'll tell you what. I don't know if I see him suiting up for us this year. And hey, I was not celebrating him coming back because I'm thinking that he's going to make the team so much better. I'm celebrating him coming back because what it means for the program. 
Because this past week, the program was in bad shape. It was in bad shape. It did not look good. And anybody who was dialed into it knew it. Probably 99% of the people listening knew that. It was not looking good. But now, it seems better. Pop Isaacs and Mark Adams. I'll start with Mark Adams here before I get into the Pop Isaacs segment. Mark Adams has some controversies of his own, some rumors of his own out there. Some of them I know are not true. Others may be true. But I think it is telling, and I heard from some people that there were meetings and people apologizing to one one another in the locker room and behind closed doors, okay? But Pop Isaacs also tweeted out a picture of him and Mark Adams with the linked fingers. So I don't think I'm worried about losing Pop Isaacs right now to the transfer portal next year, which is good. And I said, uh, I believe two weeks ago, if y'all think he's good now, just wait. Just wait. Because he is getting better game by game. He's getting more experience, more polish. He's getting used to the speed of the game. And that brings us to our last game against Jackson State. And I'll tell you what, coming into this game, I was saying I'd be shocked if Texas Tech made it to the NCAA tournament. And right now I'm 50-50 on if they make it to the tournament. Maybe even more that they make it to the tournament because I was so impressed with the mentality of these players and how they responded to the controversy, to the criticism. You know how they responded? 52 to 17 in the first half and then they won the second half too 50 to 35 to make it 102 52 talk about a team going into a high school gym neutral side action and yes a lot of tech fans were there and just stomping stomping on their opponent's throats no daniel bacho kevin o'banner got 16 points 6 of 11 from the field three of six from three, Jalen Tyson had 11 points of his own, still shaking off the injury. Four of seven from the field. Davion Harmon, 10 points. Three of five from the field. Pop Isaacs had six points. Two of eight from the field, but two assists and only one turnover. Only one turnover out of Pop Isaacs. He's catching up to the speed of the game. Yes, it's worse competition, but he's catching up. He's catching up. He, we're going to be all right there. Then Robert Jennings, three points, one of four. From the field, and I'll tell you what, those were our starters off the bench. We talked about how we need bench minutes. And Robert Jennings isn't typically gonna be a starter. That's gonna be Daniel Bacho in there. Demarion Williams, 17 points, five of seven from the field, five of seven from three, all of them from three, two for two from the free throw stripe. I talked about him last time. That he wasn't doing much. He was a disappointment. And I'll tell you what. Yes, he was playing opposition more like he faced at his former school. But he stepped up. He stepped up. K.J. Allen, 15 points. He was a force in this game. Uh, 7 of 10 from the field. I, yeah, you can't say much about him. Kerwin Walton getting 8 points. 2 of 5. Lamar Washington, he's a grown man. 8 points. 3 of 3 from the field. 
Elijah Fisher. How about this guy? He got some run. He only got a minute or two minutes in our previous game. He got a lot more, and he got eight points, three for four from the field, and he looked good out there too. Out, look. This was a group of guys, young players, and some transfers who weren't used to it, and they responded when they came under criticism. And they will come under more criticism throughout Big 12 play because this is what it's all about. Folks, this will be released on a Wednesday the 21st. Ten days after this is released, we will play a team that was top 15 in the preseason poll in Big 12 play. It's about getting ready for Big 12 play. I know we have Houston Christian tomorrow, formerly Houston Baptist. I got to say, I can't keep track of that. I can't keep track of what they call it, what they call themselves. I, they're Houston Baptists as long as I was alive. Now they're Houston Christian. But that should be a game we win. We'll watch it. Uh, it's a day game. And we'll break it down when we break down our recruiting class. But what I saw out of these guys, just even if, like Robert Jennings, one of four from the field, not the best. He had three points. But what we saw out of these guys mentality-wise was sensational to see. And I think that's what we needed to see. When a season looked like, well, we may get into conference play with just two losses and two losses to good teams because Creighton's not good now, but they were good at the time, and Ohio State is actually a very good team. We may completely come unraveled. We may go 4-14, and 5-13 and 13 in conference play and not even make the NIT. And these guys come out, 50-point win, 102 points. And our offense, by the way, this season has been stale. Stale. And it changed. And I have a theory on why it changed. And I'm going to present that here real quick. All right. So many of y'all who live in Lubbock have been around Lubbock. They all know South Plains College. Hey, I'm alumni from there technically because I attended. I needed to. Uh, I couldn't pl- pass the accounting at Texas Tech. So I went to South Plains College. Great place. It was pass fail. Got B's. Very happy with it. Very happy. Great college. Especially at the Resitter. Highly recommend for summer courses. But. Stephen Green turned them into to a national JUCO powerhouse. And he is an offensive mastermind. Runs a lot of stuff kind of like Golden State's offense. There's Luke Adams. Also a JUCO coach. Wasn't as successful. Wasn't as successful. But. But. Luke Adams was pretty animated. Uh, every game before this on the sidelines, he was. And Stephen Green or Steve Green wasn't as animated. People that were at the game told me Steve Green was much more animated. It seemed more like his offense. It looked more like his offense. I know it's pretty bad competition, but this is a Jackson State team that played a top. 25 Mississippi State team close just three days prior. They only lost by 10 to them. And Steve Green was more animated on the sidelines. He's the offensive mastermind. And Luke Adams, who was pretty animated all season, wasn't as animated during this game. Hmm. Hmm. 
and we put up 102. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I will be uh, paying a lot of attention to who's animated on the bench against Houston Christian this week because if it's not Luke Adams and it's Steve Green and we're putting up a lot of points, all I'm saying is I trust Steve Green with this offense. I really do. And I don't know that we saw the Steve Green offense. I don't know that we did before this game against Jackson State. And I'll tell you what, if we keep putting up, hey, we don't need to put up 102 every game, but if we're putting up 70 every game, putting up 80 sometimes, whoo. This team has issues. This team has issues. And I'll tell you what, Kevin O'Banner's, we, we all saw his body language didn't look great. I thought it looked a lot better in this game. I thought it did. And, you know, I think things could be turning a good corner. I think they can. And by the time y'all listen to this, we're, we'd likely have already played Houston Christian. That's at 1 p.m. Central Time. And then we have a game next Tuesday against South Carolina State. South Carolina State's not a great team either, um, if we're being honest. They're 2-12. and 12. Houston Christian sitting over there at 3-9. Uh, and nine. And I'll tell you what, the app I use still says Houston Baptist, which is kind of funny. But it's all about these next two games. Don't take a bad loss. And we have not taken a bad loss this year. For how much we've been concerned about this season, we have not taken a bad loss this year. And getting ready, getting the offense together, getting guys healthy. If Daniel Bacho doesn't play against Houston Christian tomorrow, that's okay. Uh, I think it, it sounds like it's about 50-50 whether he plays. I hope he gets a few minutes out there. Nothing too crazy than a bit more against South Carolina State. Keep his conditioning up and get him ready for TCU on the 31st at 11 a.m. And by the way, Tech fans better take over that stadium. And we did it last year. We did it last year. TCU is currently number 20 in the nation. And I know that they don't like to sell single game tickets, but every TCU fan who's a season ticket holder, we, we know the type of people that go to TCU. Typically, they have a good amount of money. You know, a lot of them are going over to Phoenix, okay? A lot of them are going to Phoenix that day. For their game against Michigan. There's a lot of cheap tickets. A lot of tickets are going to come up on the resale market for you. That are going to be a lot cheaper than you would have originally expected. And I got to say, I I like our odds at TCU. We don't win at TCU much. But man, I, I tweeted out I'd be shocked if we made it to the NCAA tournament. I've changed my tune. I think we're at least 50-50 to get there. And you know what? If this team can continue to come come together, I think they could do some damage. And this was a team that it looked like it was all unraveling in the program a few days ago. It really did. When AMAC announced he was transferring, I thought, okay, that's the first of many. That's the first of many. And the semester ended on the 13th. By the time this was released, it's the 21st. And that's important because you get your uh, academic incentives in. 
You get paid for that, and nobody has announced they're transferring. Nobody. We lost somebody in the offseason last year. We lost somebody the year before that. We lost Kavon Martin or Kavon Moore. My God, he went from the highest-ranked recruit who I was so excited to see to I can't even remember his name now. But um, we lost guys the previous three or four years before this, and we haven't lost anybody yet with everything coming out of the locker room. So you know what? There were issues in that locker room. There were significant issues. And it seemed like this past week, they were forced to quash those issues. And it seems like it paid dividends. And I'll tell you what, winning and winning by 50 and winning by 50 while scoring 100, that is the deodorant that will cure or cover all bad smells. It really will. Especially when just about everybody on your team is playing and getting points. The only guys who did not get points for us are Fardaz Amak, Daniel Bacho, CJ Williams. Two of them were injured. One of them is a walk-on. So, and everybody got over five points except for Robert Jennings who was starting the game. I'm feeling a lot better now than I was a few days ago. And I hope this roller coaster either continues to go up or flattens out. And I'm coming to y'all, recording it on Thursday night. Y'all are hearing it on Friday with a good win over Houston Christian, getting ready for South Carolina State and talking about our recruiting class. Because, look, I I can't handle another down right now. I can't. You got to give me until at least a week into conference play. Give me until the Kansas game at least if we're going to have a down. I can survive a down after the Kansas game. I can't keep surviving downs after Nichols State and Eastern Washington and uh, bad Georgetown team and all that. We got, hey, we got to keep this momentum going, and I think we will. I think that we're going to beat up on Houston Christian. It seems like a corner may be getting turned, and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I'm excited for this. Just the player's mentality going under that criticism. I can't say it enough. For the players to go under what they went through the past week and respond in the way they did, that says something. Man for man in that locker room, they should be proud of the performance that they put on Saturday. Even if you're Robert Jennings and only got three points, they should be proud of what they did on Saturday against a bad Jackson State team, yes, but the team that was in front of them and another college basketball team with what, 12, 13 scholarship players? Yeah, give that to me every day of the week. Anyway, that's going to do it for this one, a much more upbeat episode. I'm coming back with a bonus one. It will be released Friday, talking about our uh, signing class and talking about hopefully, hopefully a big win over Houston Christian tomorrow. Thank you. Bye.